This is Dale Jr., and you're listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. You're going to still clear up a ten. Really good entry to one that time, whatever you did there. Yeah, I mean, it just turns sometimes and it don't, DJ. It's not what I'm doing. Just decides to turn and sometimes it don't. You're now listening to the Dale Jr. Download presented by Spy. Check out Dale Jr.'s signature Dirty Mo' sunglasses from Spy at spyoptic.com. Hey, everybody. It's Junior. Um, after Memorial Day weekend, 600-miler at uh, Charlotte. We thought we had a pretty good car in practice. Really liked how the car ended practice. Once we uh, got the race started, we weren't right on the, you know, right exactly on the balance, right on the setup, just right. But um, once we got the race started, we weren't right where we needed to be. We ended up uh, needing to make some pretty big changes to tighten the car up, but still felt like we were going to be pretty competitive. Uh, Greg and the guys started making a lot of changes and consistently kind of chasing the track, which was freeing up as the race went on. And they did a great job. You know, the car got better car got more competitive we started you know getting better track position which also improves the way the car feels and drives and I thought mid-race that we were about the third or fourth best car the 78 and the 41 were definitely much better than everyone else and it looked like that they were going to be hard to catch and the only thing you could really hope for was that their cars didn't like the late evening time and how the track would change drastically as the night went on you would just have to hope that they were going to have some trouble with that but it was uh it was going to be tough to to beat them it seemed like every other run you know one of those guys was a real standout so we kept working on the car just uh eventually we kind of came to a, a crossroads the track is freeing up as the race is going for the first 300 laps and then it sort of stops uh, it gets to a point where it, it really kind of does its own thing and you really don't know what's going to happen. What, hap- what ended up uh, being a problem for us was the pace picked up with the extra grip as it cooled off and our car landed really hard and crashed the splitter getting into turn one. So I was having a real hard time not getting real, you know, beat real badly getting into turn one and keeping the front, car, uh, front of the car turning. When the splitter hits the ground you lose a lot of front grip and it, it doesn't really recover very well through the rest of the corner, so it blows the whole corner up. So we uh, we fought that, and that's hard to fix without really hurting the balance. We had, you know, if you add air pressure to help the front not travel as much, it hurts the front grip. Um, you can move some things around to try to help the front uh, clear the track better, but it usually hurts the balance. So we that's what happened. We we lost a little track position. You know, fell back to uh, sixth or eighth or so. Um, tried real hard to get that track position back on restarts, but uh, didn't didn't do it. We ended up just getting too tight back there behind all those guys in the dirty air. So we gambled on the. I don't really even call it a gamble. I mean, people are saying we came up short on the gamble, all that stuff. I don't really even think we came up short. I, I feel like we got what we deserved. We had a top four car. We finished there. Um, we, when the caution come out, it was time to pit. You could basically make it from there. I don't know why everybody didn't pit. So I don't think it was really a fuel mileage race or a gamble. It seemed like a sensible thing to do, come down pit road and get a full tank of gas. We ended up coming off pit road about two and a half laps short and just uh, struggled back there in 15th, whatever place we were in with the dirty air and, and Rode around and finished the race. All them guys had to pit for gas, so that's how it worked out. Ended up pretty happy with the result. Yeah, so I don't, you know, I felt like that, you know, coming down pit road was just sensible because we were so going to be able to get so close to the end and not have to pit under green. I mean, if we, you pit there like we did and get just one caution, you saved enough fuel to make it to the end. So I don't know, it just seemed like everybody else would come. They didn't. I was kind of surprised. It worked out because we were not handling well um, the last uh, two runs actually the last probably 100 laps the car just got real tight in ring one we weren't nowhere near as good as we had been most of the night and especially back there in the back it was really tough with the dirty air the top had been uh, had a lot of speedy drive there a car blew a motor up there uh, which is you know you know good he got out of the way up there up high 
but they put too, I don't know, they, I felt like they put too much Speedy Dry down. They dusted it twice, and then that stuff sticks to the track. It doesn't really, it's not sticking, you know, where you see that Speedy Dry up against the wall, it's not sticking to oil. It just sticks to the track. It's real fine, and it sort of, you know, really make you know makes it impossible basically to run up there. And uh, we, you know, in, with only a hundred laps left in the race, there wasn't going to be enough time to clean that up completely. So it took the top groove away from turns one and two, which I was using a lot with a lot of success late in the runs. And I needed the hell out of that groove there at the end of the race, and I couldn't use it. I ran up there close, but I needed another three or four feet to to, to put that thing uh, in the wind and get it really hauling ass. So. That was sucked. That was frustrating. Uh, that you couldn't get everything we could get on the high side late in the run, but we really weren't running, you know, full throttle anyways. Just sitting there making sure we made it on fuel. But um, had fun. Really enjoyed the car in the middle part of the race, and I think we uh, improved on our setup from what we had in the All Star race, which I didn't think was very good. So we had some of the same issues though. So we got to work on that going back later uh this season there you go dale jr's comments on uh the, the world 600 the longest race of the year this is the dale jr download presented by a spy with mike davis with tj majors with miss amanda wolfmeyer i am taylor zarzer and we are proud to bring you the dale jr download we're grateful for jr's comments as uh always and it, it you know mike it is a different feeling when it's a fuel mileage race you know, you you hate it for Martin Truex. He's a really good buddy of Junior's, and he had the best car. I yeah. mean, if we're going to give the trophy to the guy that had the best car, Martin Truex would have been in victory lane on Sunday night. And, you know, yeah. Kurt Busch probably had the, the second best car. Listen, that happens. And we have certainly seen uh, both ends of the spectrum with Dale Jr., at least in his Hendrick era. And, I mean, you can go back further than that. But in the Hendrick era, of course, his first win – for Hendrick, Mike was a was a fuel mileage victory at Michigan. Got burned by it a few years ago in Charlotte with uh, on the backstretch, running out of gas with half a lap to go. Would have won the 600 in the same fashion that uh, that Carl Edwards won it the other night. I mean, you and and we've seen that happen in the 600 many times. I'm not here to say that it's not a part of the sport. It is, or I'm against it. People doing it, or what? I'm not at all. I'm just saying, Mike, it's a very different feeling. A fuel mileage race compared to your typical race. It's its own level of nerves and anxiety. I can tell you that. Do you agree? Yes. Because you know, I know Junior said in that uh, in that race, he goes, "Let's go for it. I don't care. Let's, I don't care about points. Let's go for the win." They agreed on that. But you still don't want to run out of gas and finish, you know, nineteenth on a day when you clearly were better. Uh, you know, so so yeah these things have a whole level of anxiety for it now it's interesting to hear that junior says i didn't even feel like that was a fuel mileage race he just everybody should have pitted there on lap 338 uh and he couldn't really understand why they didn't tj anxious to hear what you got to say about that but the two cars that were the class of the field we actually beat them yeah so uh you know we have no reason to it was absolutely the right choice then yeah we, i mean we didn't beat the one you know the, the two finished in front of us shouldn't have finished where they finished so you know, it's just one of those races. I enjoy it. I enjoyed that race, to be honest with you. I know, uh, you know, people don't love fuel mileage. I don't even like the anxiety that comes with fuel mileage races. But you know what? That is an element of racing that uh, that you got to just embrace it and and own it and get good at it. You really do, TJ. There was a few years ago. Um, you, you guys remember when Casey Mears won? Yeah, in same oh, yeah. kind of fashion. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I remember being in the infield, watching uh, watching the end of that race. And there were some Dale Jr. fans there. They were all fired up and upset. And, and one of them, he was one of the first people I ever heard, and he was hammered. And he was one of the first people I ever heard said, man, I didn't think there was going to be any math tonight. And <laughs> it was really, I mean, people were, how the hell did this just happen kind of deal. But that's what happens in a, in a fuel mileage race, TJ. Hey, tell me this, TJ, because Mike and I were just talking about it. So Edwards and Biffle both pitted also on lap 338, right? Yeah. And Junior was the first to come in. So what happened? How did they get in front of Junior? Did it happen during pit road, or how did that happen? No, actually, I think um, I think we lined up next to the 16. The 19 might have beat us out. I can't. They were either one row in front of us on the outside, but we our lane did not roll on the restart. 
Right. Mm. We, we restarted P11 on the inside row. On the inside row. Yeah, and we right. got jammed up down there and got held up, and that, that allowed them to get a get a couple more cars than we got on that restart, and that's all it takes. I mean, they weren't way up ahead of us there for a while. They were, you know, I was looking up there, and it only takes two or three cars to build a four- to six-second lead, really, because you get tight behind them and you kind of ride there. That's right. And it doesn't take but a couple cars between you guys. And, I, you know, I was watching them, and I didn't – I honestly – I didn't think we were going to make it, to be honest with you. I feel like when he would come by and, and, and you know, we were supposed to run 80% throttle, he would come by and he was still pulling away. I know he was running the high line, but he was still pulling away from the guys That's behind right. him on the straightaway. And I'm like, man, there is no way. Right. There is no way he can be 80% th- 80% <laughs> throttle right here and drive away. And he's like, I asked him later, and I, I feel like his 80% is really about 90. And I'm like – and I kept asking Greg, I'm like, Greg, you know, you know, should we save? Should we do this? Or And, I, man, he was – but it, evidently it worked. But, you know, I, I see his side of it too, how he doesn't really consider a fuel mileage race because we got what we he thought we deserved. Yeah. And we probably deserved a third or fourth. I feel I like – I agree. Yeah. I feel like the 11 kind of swapped positions with the 41 late in the race. The 11 mm-hmm. was pretty strong late. And the 41 kind of lost that little edge that he had early. Um, and Truex didn't. He had it late there, too. Man, he had it he, he was running the 11 down still. Truex had the car to beat. But I feel like we had a third or fourth place car, and we didn't really – we kind of got lucky and played the cards right, but we didn't really steal anything or, or anything no. like that. But, you know, we uh, we did outrun we, the 16 and the 19. Definitely yeah, definitely got away yeah. with something they yeah. probably wouldn't well, have got away we were running the top five for most of that race. Yeah, I mean, In fact, you could, yeah. Argue, you could argue, Mike, to the point TJ makes and the point that Junior made at the beginning – we might have uh, the 88 might have gotten might be the only car in the field that got what it deserved on Saturday night. It's third if if you if you go by you know if you do pit and and you come back out or or there isn't that crazy fuel mileage gamble or if you do take the gamble. Either way, that's exactly what they deserved. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, who di- didn't Kenseth finish right behind us? Yeah, yes. he, we we actually and, had to race him the last lap a little bit. Right, right, and, but. Uh, I, which is another reason I didn't think we were going to make it, yeah, by well, the way. One more lap and Truex kisses both. I'll tell you that. Because he was coming. He was coming. Oh, yeah. Yes, he was. Yeah, he needed about five more laps, and I think yeah. maybe five to seven more laps, and he would have won that race still. Mm. But uh, it is interesting. I, either If they're not going to be side-by-side side across the line racing each other, it may as well be a fuel mileage race to me. I was more nervous about a caution coming out. Yeah, you know, you never, you never know when they're going to fall at them type of races. I mean, guys – I like when they can get up there and run the high groove and stuff, and, you know, it leaves room for air. There's less room for air, and, hey, you know, they, they if they see a guy get in the wall, it's like it's 50-50 whether they see it as it being a caution time or not. You know, you never know what you're going to get. They right. can see a guy brush the wall, and next thing you hear is put it out, and yellow lights are flashing, or you see a guy ride the wall for a whole corner, and if it's not a – I don't know what <laughs> – if it doesn't look like it was a good enough wall ride to be a caution, <laughs> we'll just continue green. <laughs> so, I don't know. Yeah. Hey, hey, TJ. Uh, the let me tell you what I thought the biggest positive was from the 600 the other night. You could absolutely argue that the fourth most competitive Hendrick car at Charlotte Motor Speedway out of the current drivers is Dale Earnhardt Jr. Casey Kane has made that his personal playground. Jimmy Johnson might as well name the track after him with what he's done. Jeff Gordon speaks for it. all three of them have numerous victories at that track. So it's not that Dale Jr. has performed, uh, performed poorly there. It's just the rest of the entire team's drivers have been historically great there. So the thing that I was most proud of on S- Sunday night was that absolutely the best, the best team, the best Hendrick Motorsports driver, was the 88. Uh, and yeah. going up against three legends at that track. So I think that's a, a real positive takeaway. I mean, the mile-and-a-half program is really going great right now. Yeah, I don't think we've necessarily been bad there, like you said, but Casey's definitely had his time there. But I feel like I feel like it's um if we restack the cards right now, we wouldn't be the fourth car there. I think we would we could arguably be the second best car there. I think Jimmy is still mm-hmm. Jimmy's still probably the, the number one guy when we go to that place. And, you know, I, I think honestly the way we've run the last few years there too last couple of years at least, I feel like we could um we could be the second best car there now. But in the past, yeah, we we've struggled and never really come out of there with positions we wanted, but we've been in position to win two races in the last two years there, or two, three years there. I mean, that's pretty good. Taylor, were you like me when Jimmy Johnson spun the first time and didn't hit anything? Did you think like I thought and say, yep, he's your winner? 
Because <laughs> yeah. he does it all the time. Because he does he, it. If he didn't yeah. hit anything. In fact, even when he hit the wall the second right. time, I was like, yep, I still think he's going to win. He I, falls I on his butt that. all the time at that in the same exact spot on that track. <laughs> I know it. All the time. Yeah. He, fall, he, he bust his butt, and, and it's unbelievable. I mean, Junior did that at Kansas a couple of years ago and laughed it off, and, and everybody goes through that. But it is remarkable. Hey, you know what I wanted to ask TJ about is absolutely, Mike, I did think he was going to win when he didn't hit anything. Uh, you just heard in the beginning of this podcast, Junior say, uh, sometimes it turns, TJ, sometimes it don't. I don't have anything to do with that. <laughs> yeah. Um, clearly, you had some loose race cars out there on uh, on Sunday night. Yeah, I don't – I mean, I I don't necessarily agree with his statement on that. I mean, unless there's – my, my uh, you know, that little that little fan vision I got doesn't doesn't turn the car or gas and brake for him. Um Jeez. But uh, wow. you know, I, it's just shots fired. He wow. just gets frustrated sometimes, and that's his way of you know. It, and once he calms down, like a lap or two later, he'll start clicking off good laps, and um, which is very, which is one of his strong points. He's able to recover from being angry. Like this, you, you know, seven eight years ago, five seven years ago, he never, he wasn't as good at it. But now he's now he's one of the better ones at it. That when he gets frustrated, he's able to recover from it within a lap or two, and and get over it and get back to running the lap times that he can, you know, chip away at and run good laps, and he'll run somebody back down even after he does that, and that's one of his strong points now. But, you know, it's he just needs to find his rhythm, and he'll get loose one time, have a little mistake or something, and just gets frustrated, and that's what that, you know, that's what that transmission is right there. It's mm -hmm. just him being a little frustrated because he just comes back the next five or six laps and runs really great laps, and then, you know, we don't ever hear about it again. So... Mike, what TJ said about uh, the 88 team and its current performance at Charlotte Motor Speedway, I totally agree with. And that's exactly the point I was trying to make is, you know, historically, if you look at wins or success at Charlotte Motor Speedway, you know, Junior would be fourth among his teammates. But he's not right now in the present. Uh, clearly, he's one of the best two drivers in the shop, um, and he had the best finish on Saturday, on Sunday night at Charlotte Motor Speedway, and that gives me tremendous confidence. Yeah, yeah, totally. I I, I think we show up at Charlotte ex expecting uh, to contend for that win, and that hasn't always been the case. And let me tell you why. How about that old uh, movie made that got us all out of our seat when he went four wide, TJ? <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> I, Taylor was even yeah. tweeting about it, uh, and, and and I might have made a little joke about it, uh, but I, I'll wait till yeah. To hear how, your how about that? He threw shots at TJ. He, yeah. TJ doesn't know that yet. Uh, well, I, 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 said I, I said I said TJ will probably take credit for it. But but what well, happened yeah, there? Of course. Uh, it's just when cars get side by side, they slow each other down, and we we had a good run off the corner. We weren't side by side with anybody, and we weren't being slowed down. Where we were able to carry our run, and and um, you know, he saw an opening, and I guess they weren't. I guess the guy on the inside. I can't tell how far they are apart if they're when they're side by side. You know, down the back stretch, if there's three of them. I can't tell if there's four feet between them or a whole car right. length. So, right. to me, that lane, the guy on the bottom usually blocks all the way down to the line. And so I can't tell how far he is down there. But evidently, he saw an opening, and that guy wasn't – he probably didn't know to protect it. You think you're three wide, yeah. four wide. Just ain't not nobody going to go in your Yeah, inside. ain't nobody going to go four wide here. Right. Next thing you know, <laughs> there's, there's that mo There's that one bar. There, there goes no. that – yeah, there goes the one bar on the bottom. But, it, <laughs> but we made the corner, and we didn't slide up. We didn't take anybody – we didn't mess anybody up. Every, when you race guys with that ability up there, too, you know they're all probably – they have really good awareness and, and – um, and know when to lift and control their cars, and all four of them did it. Um, but yeah, he saw an opening and went for it. And I didn't. I saw the run was going to be good enough, and I didn't think, you know, I, you know, I, I was fifty-fifty on whether he was going to do it or not. And I was, I thought it was awesome. I would. You know what it made me think about, Mike? That might be my favorite move in in NASCAR. Like in, and let me tell you what I mean. Like in baseball, I love a diving catch. In golf, I love when somebody makes like a 50-foot putt in a big tournament. You know, crowd goes crazy. Steph Curry hitting a three. There's just, I mean, you can talk about dunks or whatever. but I like layups. Hitting, yeah, exactly. It's a layup for him. But him hitting those threes are great. In NASCAR, when you see your favorite driver, and certainly in our case it's Dale Jr., when you see them on a restart make a move like that from top to bottom or bottom to top, with two or in this case three other cars involved to try to make a move to beat them all that's the most fired up i can yeah. get 
yeah. for a move in I mean, the sport. Give thousands of people a reason to stand. You yeah, know? yeah. I mean, the net gain was only one one spot because he yeah. gave two back. But honestly, he could have lost three spots in that moment. Well, if he would have lifted, and, and, and yeah. I think everyone would have actually appreciated the fact that he went after. Yeah, him. I, yeah I and that was with like 130 laps to go in the race. You know still. what that does for guys like on the team and stuff? We watch that and we're like, man, yeah, our, oh know, yeah, our, guy, they, our driver wants to win. Man, he's all in. That. They you know? showed a shot of the crew uh, when he made I mean, that. Yeah, that pretty, uh, were they, they were pretty were fired they, up? Yeah, yeah, that's what Terrell. I'm saying. I mean. Yeah. You get you get hat, man. You're like, heck yeah, man. This guy's gonna do what it takes. This is the guy we want to drive our car. You know, this is, we're excited, man. This is our guy. You know, and that makes us all pumped up and 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 want to, you know, do an awesome job. It's really cool. Hey, two other things I want to mention before we get to Reaction Theater. One is uh, we mentioned Martin Truex Jr. Certainly, fans of of Dale Jr. have uh, know what it feels like to be Martin Truex Jr. when you're having a great year, but you haven't won a race. Two years ago, certainly the 88 team was in that position. Martin Truex Jr. has the second most points right now of any driver in the sport. He's well behind Kevin Harvick, who has been a machine so far this year, but he's got the second most points of anyone in the sport. Now, he'd be 10th in points, and with the way that he's driving, he's almost a certainty to get into the chase because of their performance each week. And being on a team like that, what a what an unbelievable year the 78 shop is having there in uh, Denver, Colorado. But, Mike, we know what this feels like to be so close so often as Truex has been to accumulate all these points but not have a win. You know what would suck to me, and I noticed this, uh, how people were trying to boost up Martin's spirits on Twitter and after the race, and and I was thinking to myself, this might actually aggravate me just as much. And that's when people are like, hey, your win's coming soon, man. Your win's coming soon. You hate hearing that. If I'm Martin, I almost don't even want to hear people talk to me, you know, tell me that. Um, I might believe it. I don't know. What do you think? Did yeah, you, no, it's it's it is. It's a it means you haven't done it, and it's just a reminder, right, of that you haven't won. Yeah, yeah it's, well, here's the deal. Martin's won races before. Martin's won races, <clears throat> so it's not that you know, hey, you're gonna get that first victory. Or something has been. Martin's a serious contender right now. Like when we go to the chase, whether he wins or not, he's gonna be tough to beat. Like we we very well could be going to Homestead racing the 78 car for the championship, and he could be winless. You know, he is that good, and he's not running like 10th and 12th. No. He is running top so, four, five yeah. every week. He, he's 11 top 10 so far this year. Oh he's making me nervous. We'll have to have yeah, well, three top fives. And <laughs> he's, been, he's been outstanding. And, yeah, TJ, he's won races before, but it's been a while. And the last time he won races, they kicked him out of the chase with the craziest, most controversial, ridiculous yeah. thing I've ever seen. So yeah. and now and, and then he lost his ride somehow. He was the guy that lost his ride yeah. out of all that. That so, might have been a blessing in disguise for him. Maybe so. Uh, that team has really struggled uh, that, right now. Michael Walter Pracing, yeah. uh, uh, Clint Boyer's not in the chase right now in uh, 17th position. And I'm trying to keep uh, tabs on that uh, with who's not in it. Boyer's not in it right now. Uh, Menard's got a healthy lead in 16th over Boyer, who's in 17th. Danica's 18th. Biffle's 19th. Tony Stewart is still 30th, Mike. Yeah. Still 30th. He's 134 points out of the chase. If he doesn't win a race, yeah, I mean, he's he's he, got no he chance turn. to one, make the chase unless he wins a race. One win could turn that around, man. If just one, well, the, even but a TJ, if he does not, win, man, TJ, if he does not win a race, he will not make the chase. He's yeah. got no chance. Yeah, but I'm saying if he, if one of those guys could win a race and take off, though, I mean, it could happen. I mean, you yeah, never know, like man. Brad did last year. Yeah, I yeah. Guess. When he won the championship, he hurt his leg, come back, he caught a rain shower in Pocono and pitted before everybody came out, leading the race and won like however many races the rest of the year. He that, did, but, but he didn't have 202 points when he left Charlotte. I can promise you that. <laughs> but if, I, if if I'm Tony and I'm sitting there in 30th, then I am that guy that takes those Yo, stupid yeah. risks every oh, yeah. race. Absolutely. You're going to see people do that. I'm yeah. going six wide if I'm Tony. I mean, because see, that's it's actually if you're if you're not on the bubble, if you're not the Boyer and the Danica and the Greg Biffle, you're 17th, 18th, 19th, they yeah. still got to be concerned with points. Those are that's a tough spot to be in. That's a tough spot to be in. You don't want to do the wrong thing, right? You do need all the points you can get. Yeah. But if you're thirtieth, yeah, no well, I mean, tires. I mean, just I, gas, gas and go. Crew chief had to be nervous that other, the other night. I mean, look yeah. where he's at racing for them points, and he, he runs out. Man, that's gonna that's a huge complication yeah. right there. And when we get back to Daytona Fourth of July weekend, that's gonna be just completely nuts because yeah. you know there's gonna be so many people that feel like this is our chance. Reagan Gilliland. 
you know, those guys that are both in the top 30 right now. Reagan's run for three different teams so far this year. Uh, that's going to be crazy. Hey, one last thing. I want to make sure you're, you're giving my boy credit here, Mike. You're, you're not making fun of my friend Landon Castle here. You're, you're giving him credit oh. for what he did. Now, he, he's kidding? nuts. Make no mistake. There's no, there's no way you, me, or most people listening would get out of our car Why would after make... the race and run back no. to Charlotte. Why would um, I make fun of it? That was the most yeah. cyborgish, uh, yeah. crazy uh, thing. I mean, like, I, no. Was there I, a reason? I rode him into the white flag. Nice. Was there, was there a reason why for the run? Was it for charity it was or something? Something with Snap Fitness. Yes. Yeah, which is a sponsor. Which, which one of his sponsors, yeah, to, to do that's, that. That's no, awesome. I, yeah, publicity. It's yeah. A, Landon it's, is a loyal listener of the Dale Jr. download, by the way. I almost wanted to uh, have Landon on this show today just to discuss it. And <laughs> I, I just, with with Memorial Day and then us taping first thing Tuesday morning, I just didn't want to have that conversation with Amanda. <laughs> <laughs> But, but, I knew you weren't making fun of him. But no, and, and what you God. were doing, what you were doing, was my reaction too. What are you? What? How you're How? running? You're <laughs> running to the Hall of Fame. Well, Junior ran from the chopper to the house. Does that matter? <laughs> well, I mean, that's when somebody said, "Hey, what, what, do you, what would it take for Dale Junior to do that?" And I'm like, "Dale Junior wouldn't drive to Uptown Charlotte yeah. right at this hour." No, I was impressed with Landon, and kudos yeah. to him. When I saw it, I was guy. like, "Wait a minute, is my timeline not right here?" I was, I was like <laughs> yeah. trying to scroll and make sure hours are right. And I was yeah. like, "Wait, he's There's stretching." They're stretching he is in great shape in the garage, and all the toolboxes are done up. What? He's what? gonna run now? What? Yeah. Uh, I, Landon no, had from... a top five at uh, at Talladega, I believe, uh, or no, was it Daytona? He had a top five earlier this year in uh, in one of those uh, restrictor plate races. Super guy. And, oh yeah. And it's really cool that he that he did that. And yes, none of us could do that. All right, Mike. Uh, before we go online to spyoptic.com and tell our listeners about the happy lens, do do you found your sunglasses? Yes. Did you know this? Some, I did, did you get tipped off? I, hey, listen. Yeah. I have a great staff that provides yes, me with do. all the things I need to be prepared for. I did find my sunglasses, and I actually feel bad that I've been blaming my kids this whole time <laughs> when actually they were here at work. Jeez. Amanda found them in the uh, big camera bag that carries our camera that we tape with JM360, and when I made that trip to Colowee to shoot the 360 with Josh Jones kicking the field goal, I must have just put them in one of those side pockets. And so Amanda Amanda comes down the hall the other day, and she's like, I think I'm about to make your day, if not year. And you know what? She was 100% right. It made my year. Very good. I love these sunglasses, man. They, I love mine, too. Again, does yours have the little smiley face in the in the corner? Of course. Yeah, okay. mine do. Yeah. yeah. My daughter Grace found found that little smiley face in the corner. It does make you happy, the happy lens. Can, can I just say what, real quick? uh we had Spy Optic, uh, the guys from Spy Optic here last week at Junior Motorsports. Man, do they got some cool stuff coming. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. That's mm. all I'm going to say. But I'm pretty partial wait. to the ones you've given me. I, I, the, the McCoys are phenomenal. Dude, wait till you see what's coming. I'm telling you. All right. It's going to be awesome. Well, for the time being, go to spyoptic.com. Check out all the Dale Jr. Signature Spy 88 collection. It includes the Dirty Mo McCoy, my favorite, the Quanta General Farrah for the ladies. Once at checkout, enter discount code NATIONWIDE88 and receive 20% off of your purchase. Let's go to Reaction Theater. Hey, man, I just got to say something that needs to be said tonight. How great is it that we live in a country where we can sit here on a Sunday night and watch NASCAR and watch Dale Jr. in a country where these troops have fought for our freedom and have done everything they've done. It's worth taking a call just to say thank you to all the men and women who have served for our freedom, who have done so much, and we get to watch Dale Jr. do what he does. That was a gutsy call at the end. Way to go, guys. Keep it up. Love it. What a great call. Amen. Um, you know, Mike, there is nothing that soldiers, fallen soldiers, who we certainly honor on Memorial Day, would want more than us to enjoy our life here in America and enjoy the great liberties that we have the freedoms we have and enjoy nascar races like we do they they certainly want us to remember the sacrifice the ultimate sacrifice they made but they want us to go on enjoying our lives i can promise you that so many countless soldiers have told me that um and i'm glad that we've uh, a lot of dale jr's fans understand it well said and i thought it was very very cool what nascar did about putting those names of fallen soldiers on the on the race yeah. cars uh, yeah. That's very cool. All right, Amanda, who's next? Well, do we believe in Greg Eyes now? Uh, back in Vegas, everybody was raising hell because we gambled 
and we finished fourth. Then we gambled and finished third. Everybody on Facebook and Twitter blowing up and said it was a stupid call and, you know, should have stayed out. And why? We had an eighth-place car. I love it. I love the gamble. I love the way that... Uh, the direction this team is heading. We're not quite like we were yet, you know, last year with with, with Clark, but we're getting there. Greg guys is uh he's a smart son and uh Dale Junior is gonna get him another win, probably a couple more wins this year, and we're gonna win this championship. Junior Nation, baby. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Good stuff. Um, before we talk about Ives, Mike and, and T J, one thing I love about Amanda is she provides the notes for me not only for the entire show, but certainly for Reaction Theater. And she she dictates some of what Reaction Theater callers say. And she did provide a little bit of um, the language that was used in that re- last Reaction Theater call, <laughs> which I appreciate. So it gives me a sense yeah. of where we're going next. Right, right, right. You know, yeah, that's good. Hey, by the and way. She, she abbreviated that um, curse word to mother M O T H A F, but it gave me a sense of where we were going next. Which she, I like. she knows how to shorthand profanity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, one thing about Greg, uh, just we were texting a little bit. TJ, you were on this group text that we yeah. were uh, going back and forth after the race, and Greg said a little bit, a little bigger adjustment at the end, and we would be doing a lot of media this week. Mm. Pretty interesting, hmm. huh? How about that? Who's next? I want to start off this. Memorial Day weekend. God bless America. Thanks for all the troops for all you do. Any uh, veterans listening to this, thank you very much. And second, Junior, great race. Way to get it to the finish line, man. I know how much you want to win this race, but I just want you to know you're going to win it in the fall, baby. That's the one that's going to count. It's going to get us to the next round in the chase. And we're going to win it this year. Great call, Greg, on the gas. We'll get him in the fall, baby. We'll get the 600 next year. Keep up the momentum, boys. Let's get it. Hell yeah. God bless America. Good stuff. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure a lot of confidence, TJ, for when y'all get back to Charlotte. Oh, yeah. Uh, lots of it. We have lots of confidence every week now. Who's next? Hopefully after the race, Junior hit every one of those sun guns on his pit crew on top of the head with a hammer because they absolutely stunk up the joint tonight. Come on, guys. Y'all got to pick up the pace. We can't keep losing spots on pit road. Come on. Right, listen, Mike, it was a rough night. I mean, I don't, I, I don't know – what to say. I mean, it was. There's going to be rough nights, and that was a rough night for the pit crew. Here's what I wonder. You know, didn't Junior have a loose wheel earlier in the race? Uh, yeah. So he, he, he had a vibration yeah. going on. I'm not sure. Yes, if the he did have a vibration. Yeah. Being I, I, loose or not, but yeah. They never alluded to it on the radio as far as what the reason was, but yeah. but it was definitely vibrating, and then because when they went and changed the tires again, he said the vibration was gone. I wonder if they had to play it safe. Well, to, was, to avoid that, to avoid that being the case, we've had vibration. We've had loose wheels this year. It's been a problem. I I don't know what the uh, reason for the slower pit stops. I know we did lose a position or two yeah. a lot when we came in, but I wonder if I know we've talked about on this podcast where pit crews are trying to hit four and or, or just, you know the, basically the bare minimum of pit Three, of lug yeah. nuts that you can hit with the wheel still staying on. I wonder if you had to go and just hit all those things and make sure that wheel don't come off. Yeah, I think we're still in the process of trying to catch up to some of our competitors in, in that area. I think um, I think everyone is. There's one company that's quite a bit better than the rest right now. And, um, Gibbs. Yeah, we're, and we're trying to – they've put some time and money into it and, and, and got it better, and now they've set the bar a little higher in that area, and everyone's trying to scramble, and we'll, it'll even out. Um you know, it's it's hard for our guys that are – we're trying new stuff and trying to make – trying to close the gap. They're not just having to do this stop that they've been doing for a long time. Things have changed the last year or two, and this, yeah. this year especially, and they're having to adjust themselves. Yeah. So, Hey, listen, I, Mike, you brought Joe in here, Joe Slingerland, in several times, and he was on with us last week. He hadn't sugarcoated it either. No. I mean, he, he is, he's been very honest about it, saying, look, we're going through a transition yeah. phase. He has a lot of confidence that ultimately – they're going to be where they want to be come chase time. Let's go to the next one. Hey, what's up? First time caller tonight. Just want to congratulate the 88 team, Nationwide Chevrolet, for a strong P3. I want to say two things. Maybe uh, TJ can answer this. I wonder if TJ ever gets uh, frustrated when Dale gets a little upset with it on the radio. I know they have a pretty good friendship, so I wonder if he ever takes it to heart or if he just knows it's 
situation that's going on in the car. And number two, Mike Davis, what do you think about that command to start engines at the Indy 500, man? That was absolutely the most hysterical thing ever. Somebody trying to steal the show looked like, looked like they were up there going to babysit, and next thing you know, they wanted to be part of it. So, anyway, thoughts on that. Great job, guys. See y'all next week. Go ahead, TJ. Uh, I mean, I you don't. You know, it's never fun at the time, but you, you, I've driven myself, so I realize some of the, the frustration that you can experience when you're in the car and the different it, – it's like when you put that helmet on and you get out there and that thing doesn't handle good, it goes to another level real quick. One good – one thing um, that's really good about having being friends with him is, is that, you know, it's – at the end of the day, I know we're still going to be friends whether he gets mad or not, you know, and – and I don't, I'm glad I have that relationship with him because if I didn't have that relationship with him, if some guy is cussing you that you don't really know, it's not going to be good. You're not going to enjoy it. You're going to go to work next week, not want to go work with that guy again. Mm. It, it goes in one ear and out the other with me. And well, and that, But I, I'd also say this, TJ. I think one of the reasons why he might be perceived as hard on you at some time is because he loves you like a brother. I don't think that he'd be as willing to be as honest with some others because of how close of a friendship he has with you. Yeah, um, I just think it works out better how it is, yeah. man. It, I don't take it to totally. heart. And if he does get a little bad, normally after the race, he he's, you know, he he's apologizes for it and stuff. But it really, he doesn't. He's really tame these days. It's nothing now. <laughs> I will address this question by saying that if Mary Holman George backslapped somebody like this every command to start engines, I'd be all for it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was hilarious. It was very funny. She slapped her. She she took a you know the old karate chop to the neck. That was awesome. Yeah, that was interesting. It was awesome. <laughs> Who's next? Pretty good run for the ADA guys right there. Well, Greg Ives, gamble. I don't think that anybody should not Greg Ives anymore. I mean, the man took a gamble, and we wound up finishing third out of the deal. we got a lot of really, really good tracks coming up for Dale. Uh, Pocono, we got Michigan, we got Talladega, Daytona, Richmond, Phoenix, Bristol. So let's all be positive, guys. Go get them, Dale. Eight beers. Sonoma. Day. Yeah. He's a, a he's a, a road course ringer. Sonoma coming. I can't up. wait for Sonoma, man. Yep. Hey, watch Truex at that place. Yeah, I hope he watches the back of our bumper. Well, Ooh, I know, but I'm go. saying Truex as well as he's running and did yeah. he win Sonoma? He won Sonoma, yeah. I really wouldn't I, I really think that uh they're they you guys are gonna win one at Sonoma here soon. I, I don't I'm not ready to go to too. the Glen like like old Davis is. Well, he's here, more likely to win at the Glen than he is no, Sonoma. No, I disagree, no. man. I disagree. He he knows how to stay out of trouble at places like Sonoma. And he we just ride around at the end of the race, some it's gonna go our way eventually. Some it's gonna take a little bit of luck. We're not gonna be the fastest car. We're not gonna be we're not gonna dominate all day, but we're gonna be riding third or fourth sometime and something's going to happen to go our way and he's going to be able to pounce on it. I mean, I would agree, enough. Mike, three or four years ago uh, he was more likely to win at the Glen, but I'd say Sonoma now. Maybe. But. I'm just saying he's ha- he has top fives at Watkins Glen. Yeah. Who's next? Well, this is a big ass thing, man, and when it's the night, my dad, my dad threw all my beers out in the yard and that night and I couldn't find them and all these damn frogs want to shut the up long enough for me to say this, but damn, that was a good race. Junior, they, Greg Eyes and Junior did a great job calling the shots and saving that fuel to get to a third place finish. And if these damn frogs would shut the hell up, I would continue talking. But hell yeah, it's been a good night, other than my beard getting thrown out in the yard and me having to salvage it. But I've had about 13, so it's going to be a good party tonight, good third place finish. All right. Hell yeah. I tell you what. I mean, anytime a dude cusses out frogs, we're going to put you on reaction theater. Where, where, where do you make this call? Knee deep in the swamp? I know, man. I kept waiting for the bud. Why? <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty strong right there. Cussing out the frogs. That's pretty good. Reaction theater is open 24 7. All you have to do is call toll free 1 855 740 1902 and leave us your voicemail message, and we'll play the best each week right here on Dirty Mo. Radio. Time now for It Takes a Nation, presented by Nationwide. All right, everybody. Well, you know what? We started this segment at the beginning of the year, It Takes a Nation, presented by Nationwide, to give you an inside uh, look at some of the people behind Dale Jr. that have been influential in his career, have helped him along the way. This you know, includes friends and family and uh, employees. But with me today is somebody that I can even make the argument is the most influential in his career right now because... He is his sponsor. I'm telling you, Nationwide Insurance came on to 88 this year, 
and it has been nothing but fun for us, and I hope it has for you, Jim McCoy. First of all, thank you for sponsoring Dale. Thank you for the partnership that, is, that we've had with Nationwide for, I don't know how many years it's been. It seems like at least 10, or has it been about 10? Well, this is our seventh year with okay. Dale, uh, six years as a uh, PSA, Relationship Personal Services, and our, our first year is primary on the 88, and you know, we want to say thank you. It's, it's been a, an honor for us. We've, we've learned a ton uh, to be involved in this great sport of NASCAR, and uh, to have the Dale as our, our spokesperson has been, a, has been a blessing. I've said many times on this program, I am a huge fan of the ad campaign that you got going on at Takes a Nation. Yeah, our, so our tagline is join, join the nation. Uh, it's all about you know, putting our members first and you know, everything that we do to help our members uh, get protect what's important to them and get their lives back in order. So uh, as we looked into it, we've had six great years of Dale, and you know, I think we've done 12 different commercials in, in seven years with him now. Uh, this was our first opportunity to put him in a, a nationwide fire suit with the 88 car on track and really wanted to build on this idea that you know NASCAR, it takes so many people to, to make a race happen on a given weekend. It takes so many things for a driver like Dale to, to be successful. Obviously, he's very talented. Uh, but it's his family uh, support, his friends, his, his team members, his crew chief, uh, and his sponsors, everybody coming together uh, as one nation uh, and, and obviously playing off the junior nation piece as well. Uh, the fans uh, play a big part to, to be successful on any given weekend. So uh, we shot the commercial here at Charlotte Motor Speedway in, in January. It came together extremely well. Uh, had a lot of Dale's friends and family and, and team members there to, to be part of it. Uh, and we think it's turned out incredibly well, and we'll continue to, to run that in, in race broadcast. I just recently saw some of the videos, the web vignettes, just on an approval standpoint. Let me tell you something. Those things blow me away. Have you guys started releasing those yet? No, we, we're going to on uh, Tuesday, I think June 9th. So we're, that'll be the first video comes out. We've got a great series uh, of behind the scenes with Dale Jr. And I think that was my favorite part, too. We, we sat down with... You know Kelly and and Dale and Greg Ives and Sonny and Sean and some fans and just you know got to know how what their connection to Dale was what you know what had a number of questions we we asked you know special moments they could share and the stories are just so powerful and and you know Dale is such a a down to earth grounded person and you can tell you know the people he surrounds himself with are are also incredibly special and. Uh, we're excited to share that with the fans. They're you know, a couple-minute videos at a time, and we're going to roll them out on a weekly basis uh, for the next 10 weeks uh, starting on, in June. They are phenomenal. And let me just tell you, they're, they're all great. They're all great. But the one with the fans will blow your doors off. I'm telling you, people, just wait for it. Yeah, our, our partners did a great job. And you never know. I mean, it's, it's two full, full days of getting a lot of different materials and a lot of different time, and sometimes it's like watching paint dry. But it... They, they cut it together and it all came together really well and, and really showed uh, it was a great way for Nationwide to kick off our new relationship, new expanded relationship with Dale uh, as majority primary on the ADA. Why Dale Jr.? Why, why did you ever get started with Dale Jr. in the first place? He's just such a good fit for Nationwide as a, as a company as a whole. Uh, you know, we, we love the sport of NASCAR. You know, at, in 2008, we looked to expand our relationship with NASCAR as being the, uh, the title sponsor of the NASCAR Nationwide Series. During that first year, we actually found out we, we had a long existing relationship with the Earnhardt family, starting with Ralph and Dale Sr. and Dale Jr., both from a, a, an insurance and, and uh, uh, business relationship. So it, it was just such a, a perfect fit for us in you know, him to be able to talk about all the products that he has. It's not, uh, you know, it's not just a, a spokesperson. He truly has our you know, auto, home, life, business, pet insurance. You, you right. name it, he's got it. Uh, and, and he's just a, a very, very good fit for us. And for us to then take the relationship to where it is this year, uh, the Nationwide Series was a great partnership for us. We learned a lot. We probably wouldn't have been ready to be the majority primary sponsor of the 88 uh, you know, back in 2008. So it, it prepared us for it. It allowed us to transition. Uh, we announced in May to, to take 12 races, and then when National Guard uh, made the decision not to come back. We jumped right in, and and uh, you know we're, we're on the car 22 times this year, which is is going to be a lot of fun. How many times do you hear the jingle in in a in a week? I hear it a lot. Uh, whether it's you know my kids at home or yesterday in Panera, the I, they see the nationwide and an eagle, and uh, they'll they'll hum the jingle. We we obviously uh, working in advertising. We're we're always working on different projects. 
Uh, but even out the racetrack, you you walk past somebody, they'll they'll jingle. It gets gets stuck in your head. Well, how do you try out for the jingle singer? Like, uh, how, who's it? Jana, Jana Kramer. Jana Kramer. Now, she, right she does okay. She, she's all right. So, and we're always uh, open to auditions. Well, do you do open auditions? We can take one right now. Are you interested? I mean, I think Jana Kramer's time's come and gone. Honestly, I think that it's you know. She, I think you need a new voice. Let's hear it. We can go. We'll, we'll Are you going to take me seriously? Am, am I going to be taken seriously? Could I actually have a shot at being on a nationwide commercial or my voice? It's uh, if you perform well, we'll uh, we'll send it up the approval channels. We'll see. Let, let's let's hear. It. I need some. Uh... All right, man. Now I'm nervous. All right, here we go. It's <clears throat> a big deal. I, I don't know. Is like you going to like Simon Cow me? Like, uh, are yes, you? I gonna... will critique you. Yes. Just be prepared. Feedback is a gift. All right, here we go. Ready? Oh. <clears throat> Nationwide is on your side. Boom! I nailed it. I nailed it. That was that was our jingle. That was our jingle. I don't think Jana's got anything to worry about, but I appreciate the. Well, maybe me and Jana can do a duet. Could maybe we get Dale mix it up a little bit. Get Dale to sing the jingle. Let me try one more time. All right, here we go. So was that too low or was it a little low? Little low. So I gotta go higher. Yeah. All right. See, I'm so scared because I don't know what's about to come out. <laughs> and it could be so off. All right, ready? Nationwide is on your side. That was much better. Nah, see, All right, let me do that again because I felt that it was choppy. Nationwide. Oh, that was bad. <laughs> Nationwide is on your side. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Janet's feeling good right now. I feel good about my performance. You're a harsh critic. Hey, con- I, I appreciate it. You right. you definitely have uh, <laughs> maybe the face for radio, the voice for print. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I don't have a face or voice for radio, uh, but uh, we do the best we can. Dude, thank you, thank Jim. You. I I appreciate everything you're you're doing for us. No, it's it has truly been a, a great partnership with Junior Motorsports, and to be involved with uh, you know Dale obviously, and then we've also with Brad and Danica when she was in the shop, and Chase and Regan and everybody else over there. It's just really good people and that's the consistent theme in in the sport as a whole but especially the, the re- deeper relationships we have with you guys and Hendrick Motorsports uh, it just makes our job a lot of fun and you know to, to be successful and uh, you know our associates our agents uh, are so proud of this relationship and as it continues to grow and and really work for us and and that's a big part of because of uh, everything you guys do to help us you know, be flexible and, you know, do things like we're doing with uh, Dirty Mo and the production today and everything else to, to really put Nationwide out there in a big way to, to the consumers. We're going to keep pushing, buddy. I promise you that. And listen, uh, I've been saying it every week. My man here, Jim, can uh, back me up. I'm telling you, you guys have been awesome on the social channels. Nationwide 88 is where you must go if you're going to follow Dale Jr. If you're a Dale Jr. fan, uh, and, and, and that thing is growing, by the way. You guys have been growing leaps and bounds. Our social team's working working day and night to make sure that they're uh, staying on it. Every yeah. Everything that's out there, they want to you know, to get as much visibility. But our, our Facebook and our Twitter, and uh, I think we're going to probably launch some Instagram here in a little bit. So we've got some new things that we're going to bring out for the fans to, to follow Dale. Can't wait for that. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this. Thank you, Jim. And uh, don't forget, Nationwide, Nationwide is on your side. Nailed it again. Good God almighty. You didn't like that? On behalf of everyone listening here, uh, (laughs) let's uh, hurry along to a white flag. Well, it wasn't the only frog that you heard on this podcast today. Yeah, that's a fair point. (laughs) All right. White flag right there, white flag. Well, it's not a terribly busy week this week for Dale Jr. He's got some work to do today, but otherwise it's all about Dover. For Dover this weekend, Junior Nation, you got a full plate of racing to watch. Friday night, the Camping World Truck Series race from Dover is on Fox Sports 1. Cole Custer will return to the seat of the double-zero Haas Automation Chevy Silverado. Saturday, the Xfinity Series race is on Fox. Junior Motorsports will have three cars entered, the number seven Briars Ice Cream Chevy of Regan Smith, the number nine Nap Auto Parts car of Chase Elliott, and the number 88 Ragu Chevrolet of Casey Kane. The Sprint Cup FedEx 400 Benefiting Autism Speaks will be televised on Fox Sports 1. How weird is that? The Cup race is on Fox Sports 1, but the Xfinity race is on Fox. That is a little strange. That yeah. is really bizarre. It's so weird that I almost wonder if I have that right. But I do. I'm sure you I've got do. that right. Yeah. I think you do have it right. Yep. Anyways, uh, we should mention that Dale Jr. reached 1 million Twitter followers last week. Did you know that, Taylor? I saw it, yeah. It got me thinking. TJ, pay attention because I want to get your take. What is more likely to happen first? Dale Jr. reached 2 million followers or Greg Ives to tweet once? Oh, man. That's a good I question. want Greg to tweet once. 
Just one. I'm going to say that uh, Ives gets on Twitter. Yeah. Oh, he's on Twitter. Yeah, but oh, uh, he needs to. I'm like, going to say Ives tweets before Junior gets to two million followers. Well, yeah, Greg has too. been on for a year and a half, and he has zero tweets. Did you guys catch this? The widow of Chris Kyle, the American sniper, was at Charlotte Motor Speedway over the weekend, and she said that Chris Kyle was a junior fan. Did you know that? Of course he is, was. Taya Kyle, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Taya Kyle said that they had met a few years ago, and Chris was just taken aback by Junior's humility, and it made him not just a junior fan, but a NASCAR fan. I mean, how cool is that? He was the coolest dude in the world, this guy. I'm telling you, man. And you never know when you're making an impression on somebody. That This was uh, years ago. They met, and then here it is, uh, 2015. Obviously, I just watched American Sniper the first time last week, and I just uh, that movie's awesome. So. It's a damn good movie. Yeah. And um, I really have so much respect for Clint Eastwood and Bradley Cooper and the rest of that crew that tried to be as accurate as they possibly could. I, I also had it written in here. I know we already talked about it on the podcast, but, you know, landing – Landon freaking Castle made an impression on me uh, <laughs> uh, doing what he did. But that, I thought that was really cool. We talked about it already. Lastly, I do want to say this. A huge thanks to everyone who came to Junior Motorsports Fan Day last Friday. We had a huge turnout. TJ, you were here. Yeah, it was big. Probably the best we've ever had. Yeah, it was uh, awesome. And it was wonderful to meet just people that listen to this podcast and also the other Dirty Mo Radio podcasts. We met a lot of them. Brought a lot into the studio uh, just to, to talk about them. We had a kid. Come in here. I think he was 15 years old, yeah. Amanda. Come yeah. in here and told yeah. us what Ford stands for. <laughs> Fast, only rolling downhill. <laughs> he was wow. funny. Yeah. He he's, was tweeted me. Mm. he's tweeted me more than Taylor's tweeted the last <laughs> few months. Yeah, that's so, true. But, but thank you, guys. I, I really appreciate it. I know we say thanks a lot, and it sounds cliche, but we really enjoyed last Friday here yeah. at Junior Motorsports. It was a true pleasure. So thanks, and that's it. Well, you have everything to do with it, my friend. What you've created is quite phenomenal it really is i'm i'm amazed at at the crew you have around you and all the great work that they do and um and just how far dirty mo radio has exploded so you should be beaming with all the people that are now part of junior nation and part of our dirty mo radio crew and that includes every person that listens to this podcast and all the other ones too This has been the Dale Jr. Download presented by Spy for Amanda, for Mike, for TJ, for Dale Earnhardt Jr. I'm Taylor. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo Radio. Well, it was Memorial Day yesterday. Amanda, did you go out on the lake? What did you do? Uh, I was not on the lake. I was poolside at one gathering and then at a wiffle ball gathering later in the afternoon. Wiffle ball gathering. (laughs) Didn't see that one coming. But that sounds fun. My gosh, I love wiffle ball. Yeah. Either way, you would have needed sunglasses. I did. I sported my spies. There you go. I had to. It is getting to be summer. I don't know when summer actually starts, but it feels like I think. I it's think June. Memorial Day is the official. Oh, is that kickoff. right? Okay. Yeah. Well, either way, there is no better time to get spy sunglasses on your face. The happy lens. That ought to be their slogan. On your face. On your face. <laughs> in your face. Spy, no, it's, yeah. Uh, no, it wouldn't be in your face. To be honest. I know, right? but it's like that. Is yeah. that what you're saying? Okay. Yeah. Spy say it's summer. You're going to be at the pool. You're going to be at the lake, or in Ma- in Amanda's case, you're going to be at the wiffle ball games. <laughs> you need sunglasses. Protect your eyes. Get happy. Amanda, how do you get them? You can go to spyoptic.com, find your pair of Signature 88 collection, and once you're at checkout, enter discount code NATIONWIDE88, and you're going to get 20% off.